Hello and welcome to another FOMO cast. I'm here with Tim. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. Recording on our normal schedule. We're on a Wednesday, so if we missed anything, don't blame us. Blame the release schedule, people's information. Um, we got a lot of stuff to cover. Tim has broken down our agenda so well for us that it makes it move so smoothly. We had a long one last week because we had so much to re- recap since we were gone. But this week, it should be just as good just because we got enough, a lot of even stuff. We had the Oscars. So we're going to start it off with we did get the final Super Mario Brothers movie trailer with tickets on sale now. Now, um, I really enjoyed how fun the game felt. It felt ridiculously like Wreck-It Ralph. It felt almost identical to Wreck-It Ralph. So aside from the big scenes with the groups of people, you're going through the different scenes in the games. Um, I was surprised at how much I liked Chris Pat's voice in it because everyone was like, oh, you know, he's going to be horrible because he's not doing an Italian accent. But you did get the here we go. You got that mixed in there. So you got the the typical sounds that you would hear from um, Mario. Um and obviously Bowser doing his thing, everything. It, it all around. I really enjoyed the way everything sounded and the way everything looked. Yeah, not to, actually. To be honest, I haven't watched it. Um, but I mean, I, I watched the other one. <clears throat> I'm sure it's going to be fine. Love Jack Black in it. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, now the thing is, we'll see how it does at the box office and how the critics take to it. Cause I'm sure, like you said, you're going to have the peers like, Oh, Mario wouldn't do this. Mario wouldn't do that. Or I mean, all of that hoopla. Yep. And we already and got it, some of that. Like, Oh, he doesn't, you know, <coughs> doesn't, doesn't have, have it's an, not an Italian plane. It's so how can he have an accent? You know? Right. So, well, um, I'm, I'm just glad they didn't try and have Chris Pratt do an Italian accent. That's what I'm happy with. <laughs> And then right. you also get you also got to think. So when I was watching it, um, the storyline is basically set up in the trailer that Luigi's been captured, captured by Bowser, and that they're going to take over. And it has them going through all the different Mario esque games and doing their thing. And it's Mario and and then one aspect Donkey Kong going after. And you know at one point Mario says, "I'll do anything for my brother," and that's all you really get out of the the thing. Everything else is basically like, oh, look, they're hitting the box to get the flame. Oh, they're hitting the box to get this, they're hitting the box to get that. So, you know. Right. I mean, they're I mean, they're going to hit all the major all the major parts of it. Yeah. You know that they're going to basically be like, oh, hey, look, you know, this is what's going on in the game. This is what we normally see in the game. So we're going to basically have it match up to you know what i mean like we want it to match up to what people played so that they get the same feeling from the movie as they would the game now my big worry is they're just doing this to appease everyone rather than just to make a good movie so so don't rely heavily on the nostalgia of playing the game hopefully they actually do everything else and make it funny and make it fun so right 
Right. Which which my kid loves Mario Kart. He only has played it a handful of times, but he loves it. So he always sees the trailer for it. And he's like, look, Mario Kart. But so <laughs> I guess my son sold on it for that. Right. No, there you go. I know I'm gonna have to watch it now. Um, the next trailer we got was the um, trailer for the Little Mermaid um, for the 95th Oscar during the 95th Oscars. So the Little Mermaid trailer debuted, and I'm gonna tell you right now, I have better feelings about this one than I have about any other one, including the Beauty and the Beast one, which did magnificently, just because, like, I felt like they tried so hard to um just make it it, it, was, it was it looked fantastic it looked amazing it felt amazing overall it was an amazing trailer aside for one complaint that tim had <laughs> right yeah well I, before i say that um so i typed in um what was i wanting to look for i forgot what i wanted to look for i guess i could go back and look at my search um Oh, I was looking for Disney Oscars and like how many they won or nominations or whatnot. Um, and so I typed in Disney Oscars 2023 and the first, I mean, the like whole first page is um, Disney paid itself $10 million for the Little Mermaid Oscar moment. So I guess uh, uh, normally like a spot, a commercial on it is between one and a half and a little over two million and yeah disney paid 10 million to put it in there so it's just interesting seeing that i'm like I to just itself this. mind you to itself <laughs> yes because to itself disney owns abc is disney owns abc yeah so they took it out of one bank account and put it in another so smart uh but i want like i said i just wanted to see you know they did receive 22 oscar nominations <laughs> And I wanted to see, you know, what they won and didn't win or or whatever. Um, and it was one of the few times that they didn't win Best Animated um, on it. So, uh, but yeah, that was like the like all the headlines. Disney paid itself $10 million for Little Mermaid at the Oscars. So, okay, cool. So, I mean, good for them. But what I'm going to say is on Sebastian in there, he, oh my gosh, granted it's live action, but uh, he, in my opinion, he don't look so good. I mean, I will say the big thing for me is that I get what they were doing. They're making him look like a crab. And right. he is a crab. And everyone, you know, I always as a kid thought he was a lobster, but he's a crab. So in the trailer, his eyes look a little bit off. And I'm not going to lie. I could tell they look a little bit off. But... You know, yeah. I'm okay I, with it. I, I hope they do it right by and like I told Tim when we were watching it, um, I liked hearing his accent because he has that accent that he has from the um yeah. the cartoon. Yep, yeah, exactly. They didn't try to doll it up or have him not have an accent or try too hard to have an accent like it was forced. So no, it's good. Um the singing is good, they have all the normal songs. It was nice that we got to see Melissa McCartney more on this one than the first one where you just saw her basically eyeballs, and that was it. Um, yeah. And she's got the the cackle down, too. Um, all I remember reminisce of the original um, uh, Sea Witch. So, 
No, it was, good. and it was cool seeing like everything put together. Um, Javier Bardem as the um, as King Triton was also cool to see, just because I wasn't, I didn't know. Um, all I knew was David Diggs because I've seen him all over the place because he's literally all over everything, and is him playing Sebastian. Um, I sound almost perfect. Flounder, we barely got to see, and my thinking is because there was so many complaints about him from the last teaser trailer. You know what I mean? And his yeah. face, his face was like just off. So I don't know if maybe that's why that they're they're delaying, you know, putting him out there. But I mean, we'll find out soon enough because, you know, it's, eventually it's going to come out and people are going to be like, oh, hey, that's, you know, that's Flounder. You know, one of the you know most notable best <laughs> characters from the actual movies. Right, exactly. And Scuttle looks good. Um, actually, I liked him the best. Yeah, or her the best. I will say Scuttle looked amazing. I was okay with um, Sebastian just because, like, I know what they're going for, and Sebastian is like, you know, a key player in the entire movie. And what's really crazy to me is this trailer they show like all the key scenes from the cartoon. So her going into her cavern where she has all her get ga- her. Uh, your gadgets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the scene with them, the kiss the girl scene is there. Um, so I, I did think it was kind of interesting. They kind of showcased that all in this trailer, almost like it was kind of like, Hey, look, this is what's going to happen. So um, right. Fingers crossed is good. Cause this is probably the first one I will actually watch right away. Um, I was never a big fan of the other ones, but that's just me. So yeah, no, we'll see see how it does. Yeah. So next we have the ticket pricing and the first panel details announced for the 2023 destination D23 at Walt Disney World. It's never cheap at all. No, and this is just the um, D23 event that they do over on Florida in the off years when they do it in Anaheim. Yep. So it's nothing... You know, the only cool thing that they got is, you know, as we're in the celebration right now, is the 100 years of of Disney. So which which I'm sure I'm sure. So the rumor was there was going to be some announcements, I think, today or tomorrow about new lands, because both uh, Josh tomorrow and um, Bob Bob Iger were down in uh, L.A. Um, Josh tomorrow was at D- was at uh, South by Southwest showcasing the updated new lightsaber, which looks fantastic. Um, so we're gonna see what happens with this. These panels are probably gonna be basic revelations of mostly probably animated stuff because that's usually what happens. It's it's probably Disney Plus non you know factor kind of things maybe a couple of movies that are animated but usually the live action stuff is held for like the the quarterly earning calls and stuff like that yeah so it'll take place obviously walt disney world resort september 8th through the 10th into this year uh general mission 329 bucks plus seven dollar processing fee and preferred will be 549 plus seven dollar uh processing fee i'm sure those will Go out quick. So uh, quick. And it'll yep. be at the Disney's Contemporary Resort. Have fun, my friends. All right. I had to take a break. Say goodnight to the kid. Um, 
Now, on the heels of that D23 news, D23 Gold members were invited to the 40th anniversary screening of Star Wars Return of the Jedi in London. This is a cool thing. Um, now, I know a lot of companies, what they do is they do put out these, like, hey, do you want to come to these events? And a lot of times, you can't go. Like, it's, it's something ridiculous. Like, I got one one time to go to a huge thing for the man in the high castle, which was an Amazon show. And they're like, basically like, Hey, come on out. And it's in, it's in, um, it was in, it was in like, uh, Colorado. Cause that's where the show, like that's where the central of America is in the show, what they do. So I was like, all right, you know, sweet, you know, there's no way I can make that, but okay. So, um, this one, you know, if you could go, man, it would be. Yeah, so it looks like it's. So the funny thing is, is they're going to start selling tickets uh, as we record tomorrow, March 16th. Okay. Um, and oh, I thought I saw it. And if you purchase a ticket, it'll include a commemorative gift along with popcorn and water. So that's cool. So they'll go on sale uh, at 11 a.m. Eastern on March 16th, but the page to purchase the tickets is not yet available. So, and the and and then, um, oh, I thought it had. So it's part of the Star Wars celebrations Europe. Um, so they're doing like a build up to it then. Yeah. But it's weird. It doesn't say when it is. There's the tickets going to sell. Yeah, tickets going to sale. Tickets going to sale. Hmm. <clears throat> yep. Hmm. There you go. And I guess they said that they put a tweet out and they uh, tweet announcing the event has since been deleted. So interesting. Really? Yeah. Maybe they weren't supposed to announce it yet. Yeah, I, I mean, don't, I don't know, but it's interesting. It tell it tells you when you can buy the tickets, but it doesn't tell you when it is, and the page to buy the tickets isn't even active yet. So you'll find out right then and there if you're going to London or there not. You, right, exactly. <laughs> um, next one. This one is just weird and random. Um, Hidden Valley Ranch ice cream has announced in the collaboration with Brooklyn's Van Leeuwen ice cream parlor a ranch flavored ice cream, and it is real. And the critics that I have seen have said this would be amazing with French fries. So if you're one of those Wendy's frosty eaters, <laughs> oh yeah, it would go good with French fries. There you go. I didn't even think about that. And just to back up really quick, I found it. Um, it's April 8th for the Star Wars anniversary screening. Okay, April 8th. There you go. Um, but I don't care. I mean, uh, I want to say, haven't they tried this before? A ranch ice cream. Or it might have been like a an April Fool's type deal. I can't remember, but I want to say I remember hearing of it before. Whether it was real, fake. I want to say it was a fake thing they did where they had a bunch of the ranch bottles, and that it was like coming soon uh, ranch flavored ice cream. It was like an April Fool's thing. Yeah, but this one was legitimate. This is legitimate. Oh yeah. And it's a part of the whole thing of them making random stuff into edible items. Like your change, right. you're putting, you know, the everyone thinks it's crazy, but the in Canada they love the ketchup flavored uh, French fry chips. They're like all the rage. 
So they're they're doing that all the time. So you know, right? I, I'm not gonna try it, but I'll, if I know anyone else that tries it, I'll let you know. Right. This this one made myself and Tim laugh hysterically. <laughs> that the places that still have the Chuck E. Cheese animatronics, which a lot of places don't, now they play like a TV. They have a TV screen that plays like a cartoon, and then the character Chuck E. Cheese walks out. But the ones that still have the animatronics. They use a floppy disk for the show. That's crazy. Well, I mean, the nice thing is, is I guess it's you, you boot it up and go. I guess, but you got to think I mean, that it's, thing's gonna it's gonna wear down over time. Oh yeah. Well, and like you said, it's the ones that still have it. I don't even know <laughs> which ones even still have it. But there, you can, I mean, it just shows you how antiquated that is. And that they never updated them. You would think to update them would be easy and cheap. I mean, that means they haven't planned on doing this since the 90s. Yeah. They haven't planned on doing it. Yeah, they haven't planned on doing this till since the 90s. They haven't, they didn't plan on on any updates or anything. So, because I mean, floppies were before just the regular scan discs. And then now we're at USBs. So this is be in the so cloud. Yeah. Flop, floppies are three generations behind. Oh yeah. Cause it, you got, you got, full, you got USB cloud, you have, um, CDs. Then you yeah. had the irregular hard disc and then you had floppies. That's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. And for the kids out there, floppies are not the square ones that you, we, that us old people, they have for the save icon on stuff. It literally a floppy is a little it's a floppy disk. It's flat. And it's watch floppy. uh watch war games, I think is what it is in. I think war oh, games yeah. has that. So or go on your grandparents' computer and they probably have one still. Maybe. Um this one right here then gaming makes me so happy. There's so much good stuff. But before we go to that, before we go to that. Uh, Tim, did you see um, Edwin Diaz is injured? Who's Edwin Diaz? Edwin Diaz, the pitcher for the Mets. No, I have not. He injured his knee after Puerto Rico's World Baseball Classic victory. In the celebration, he injured his knee. They oh, had nice. Carry, he pulled a they chromatica. Had to they oh had my a, gosh. Yeah, he's in a wheelchair. The only reason why I brought it up is because I saw a post from Barstool where their their dude that's a huge Mets fan is screaming and crying and yeah. Um, oh, Frank the Tank. Yep. Frank that's is not happy. Funny. He said that they're basically we're we're um uh we're we're cursed. So but okay. I digress. We're on to the gaming um and I love the gaming um I love the gaming pile just because there's just so much. So the first thing we got was uh, Rare's multiplayer role-playing Pirate Extravaganza Sea of Thieves is getting its own tabletop board game courtesy of Steam Forge Games. Usually we see the reverse of this happening, but we're seeing it go from there. So those who haven't played Sea of Thieves, it's basically a pirate game. You can work in crews of one, two, three, or four. And uh, I think you can even go more than four if you recruit people in-game. So you can start up yeah. with four, but you can recruit people in-game. Um, it's open world, so other people could just attack you if you want. There are sea mm-hmm. creatures that can attack you while you're out there. Um, I messed around with it a little bit because Tim and I would watch the um, Twitch streams, and you'd get the free stuff from it. 
Um, but uh, I think it's cool. It's really a fun game to watch skill people play. Uh, I'm yeah. not great at it, but it's a lot of fun to watch people play it. So this is just kind of cool. I may even get this game to play with the kid because he's in more to more game type of stuff like that. And I would want something in my repertoire so I can, you know, trip trip him out a little bit. Something that's a little bit different and something you wouldn't even, you, you know, wouldn't even see. Right, exactly. And I believe it's uh, cross-platform, so that's, you know, good as well, especially with it being a, uh open-world game. And also, um, I was going to say something. No, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, uh, Pikes Caribbean is on it. Jack Sparrow uh, is in it as well. Uh, you can do challenges that Jack Sparrow and, um, oh, the gal as well, that they go to the underworld or whatnot. Um, uh, I can't remember her name. Anyways, <laughs> they're in it, so it's cool that they incorporated those characters in it as as well but it's a fun game i enjoy it i don't play it as much as i used to but like you said it's fun you can play it casually and then you got you know twitch streamers twitch streamers that play it not necessarily competitively but they're doing all these different missions that may take two or three hours to complete so you got to go here do this go there do that go there yep. do that and you're yep. and you're literally sailing so it's not like you're driving really fast. And if you're sailing into the wind, you go slower than if you're sailing with the wind. So, but yeah, it's cool. And when uh, also the, the, the favorite part of it is when you get into fights and you're fixing the boat while you're also fighting. Oh, yeah, exactly. And you could launch yourself out of the cannon to launch yourself on their ship. So then you could kill them with your uh, with your musket or sword or um, blunderbuss, whatever it is. So it's pretty cool. Yep. So uh, look for that board game soon. Um, next in the gaming pile, Pokemon Go leakers, which these leakers are almost always 100% accurate what they leak, um, reveal a new feature that will be added to the Niantix game, allowing trainers to test the strength of their Pokemon. Um, there is no battle feature in these games that's like as widespread. So I'm looking forward to how they do it. It always changes before they release it you know, the, from the leaks, but I am excited for that. Um, we also have Tron Identity gets April release date and new gameplay trailer. I am not, I am not looking forward to this because I don't know, man, a Tron game, I don't know how they're going to do it, what they're going to do with it, but, you know, well, we'll see in April. It's weird. It's because I thought it was going to be kind of like a Harry Potter esque type game, you know, kind of open world single player, and you just go and, um, you know, you could be in the in the grid or riding your um, light cycles, whatnot. No, it's one of those things. You go up here, you go up to a person, you talk to them, and then you basically press A or B. Like, oh no, yep. I don't want to. I uh, do you want to do this? You know, tell me more or no. And then you go to the next one. Uh, at least that's what I got from the trailer. So I'll be curious to see what the gameplay is like, because I like Tron. I think it's interesting. I like um, Jeff Bridges, both the old one and the newer one. The newer one. Yeah. So, yeah, I just want to see I want to see the gameplay of it. Rather than just a trailer, because the trailers can make it look you know, awesome. And it's really not that great. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's what sucks too is, is like, 
you'll see like in the fine print, not actual gameplay footage and stuff like that. Right. Or they're running a, you know, supercomputer that really nobody has to get the graphics perfect, to get this perfect, get that perfect. Not even like the streamers or whatnot have it because obviously these are the developers. So it's like, oh, this isn't, like you said, not actual gameplay because we're not going to have it at this rendering. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, next we have, this one has been brewing for a while. So Epic Games um, was ordered to pay $245 million in refunds to Fortnite players tricked into unwanted charges. So um, there's a... There, the the claim was that it was way too easy for there was there was no two factor authentication until I think like um, a year ago or two years ago. Before that, you would just click and it would go right to your 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 PayPal or whatever account you had hooked to it. It would automatically charge you. You wouldn't yep. be asked and, to verify or do anything. Yeah, and if you were a minor, there was no parental um, discretion on it as well. Like you said, exactly. just one click and go. Yeah, so um, that's a lot of money. Um, they did ask me if I wanted to get any money back, and I said, no, I'm good. You know, I got the little message from someone, and I'm like, no, I'm okay. So, um, Right, well, and, and the, so the funny thing is, is how they did it. So FTC came out and said, hey, yeah, you were in the wrong. Pay $245 to us, FTC, and then they're going to basically you're paying it to the government, and then the government will divvy it out. And there's like three bullet points that you could get if you – bought skins or whatnot excuse me in the game um battle pass from like 2017 2018 yep. to like 2021 or 2022 or something like that yeah and then there was one other one i can't remember what it <clears throat> what it was so i mean and the funny thing is is as it said right now it's like okay if i think i do this what do i need to do and it basically says don't do anything because nothing's come about on how to get your, get right. your money. So and the, the be big careful problem, if, the, if, if yeah. people tell you, hey, you know, do this and I'll get you your money. It's like, no, there's nothing right now to to do that to get the money. Yeah. And the big problem is, is that basically the way it was all set up, um, there wasn't even a way to return. So, like, now they have an option where if you accidentally click on something, you can actually get it refunded I think within three days or seven days, you can refund the transaction. Makes sense. Yeah. So you'll actually, if you buy it and you go into the menu, it'll actually say refund. So whatever, or request refund, whatever. So um, we'll see how that ends up playing out, how much actually people get. Cause you know, since the government is getting it, they might keep a little chunk of it too. So. Right. Well, um, and you're going to get people that just aren't going to, that can get it, but aren't going to. Yeah. Um, Tim posted this one and there's some deeper meaning that I forgot about this and Tim doesn't probably doesn't even know about this, but so the former PS five exclusive ghostwire Tokyo is coming to Xbox game pass in April of 2023. Now the big thing about this is there has been some animosity between um, Microsoft and PlayStation as of the past two weeks, three weeks where um Xbox is trying to figure out what exclusives are people getting from X from from PlayStation. Xbox wants to know. So the big problem was is like on Hogwarts Legacy, you can only get a hundred percent on the game if you have a PS5 because there is a PS5 exclusive quest 
that only people who have <laughs> PS5 can access. Nice. So they flat out said, they're like, you know, what's the dealio? What's going on? What's going on with, with all this stuff? And they're like, you know, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, well, we want to know more. So apparently former executives, people from PlayStation are just coming out of the woodwork to, to help Microsoft out. And then Microsoft went ahead and signed another 10-year contract with Call of Duty. So there will be 10 more years of exclusivity for certain things on Xbox platform for Call of Duty. It's usually right. not and, much. And yeah. what's funny is, well, PlayStation's the one that's been getting the 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 uh, the beta the early. Or early. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know how they're going to change that. Right, exactly. And it's funny, you know, and with the Bethesda acquisition, everything as well. So you get those games that were uh you know playstation exclusive now going to xbox which isn't you know not well not a lot of them there's barely any because the xbox guy even flat out said he's like listen i'm not gonna sit here and tell you that um you know i'm gonna ban these ones for them as retaliation he's not even doing that which is crazy to me yeah but i mean you know xbox is the one that uh that has it that ha- or that that's acquired Bethesda, so there may right, be but some. there are there are some games that they're leaving exclusive to PlayStation, and he said he didn't have to, but he was just basically honoring the agreement Bethesda had with them to begin with. Yes, no, ex- no, exactly, and I'm sure you know, like anything, there was contracts or whatnot before, but you know, some games that probably were exclusive with them now won't be. Um, yeah, because I'm sure it didn't you know wasn't wasn't all of them, so that's just. You know, another thing, and that's what I mean. That's that's business stuff gets acquired, or people get rid of stuff. And it used to be, you know, you had the not necessarily the rights to it, but the exclusivity to it, and then you don't because somebody paid more money for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, it's, it's you know, my you know, Sony, Microsoft. So there you go. Yeah, we're going to see how it plays out. Um, and speaking of Call of Duty, there is the Season 2 Reloaded update is out now for Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2. Um, big thing, they uh, season the season already ends. Doesn't it end in, I think, in a week? I can't remember. It ends this sh- month. It's the shortest one I've seen, because this one just came out beginning of February. And they're saying this one, the next one, it starts now, and it goes until, I think, the end of May. So um, I know they wanted to do this reloaded thing to to bring a bunch of this stuff out, change the gulag, do all that kind of stuff. So I have a um, a very strong feeling that um, there's going to be some massive changes coming up um, fairly soon. Right. Well, and then like I didn't put on here either that was it the new uh, Fortnite was it season chapter whatever it's called came out as well. I mean, I think that was, could have put it in last week, but yeah, no, it just came out. We've been playing it like crazy and it's a lot of fun. I truly, truly, truly enjoy this season so far. Uh, Tim and I have already completed everything on it. So we don't even really, um, yeah, we don't even have to really worry about it too much right now, but we're going to try and stay up on it, keep everything going. But um, I mean, I'm just going to say it like, Call of Duty, I mean, Tim and I were playing all what we would like last week. It was two weekends ago. We were literally on three days in a row 
for at least two or three hours at a time. And legitimately, there was a couple of times where we were just getting sniped from nowhere. And you'd watch the replay back or it wouldn't show a replay. And you're like, this dude's hacking. We ran into a team on one map that you shouldn't be getting. You shouldn't be going 40 and three. but dudes were going, something like that, yeah. Right. And they literally were levels like between levels 20 and 50, which is an honest that's the first thing you think of is either hacking, you know, and we don't want to be accusation people, but Fortnite, you run into a lot less of it. You can talk a lot more. And Tim's only problem is he gets stuck in the storm all the time. So, you know, aside from that, it, it's, it's just chill. We can have conversations. We can have jokes. It just feels more fun. The problem with Fortnite for me is it gets somewhat repetitive. Whereas with, with call of duty, it's so, fast paced especially when you play multiplayer you're just yep. constantly doing stuff whereas you know fortnite you could hot drop it and you're done in 10 seconds you could hot drop it you'll last the whole game um you could you know right and, and with call um, with call of duty we're talking about the multiplayer not warzone right. so it's not, not a big map yeah. and even if you do get a bigger map in multiplayer it's not a huge open world type map right. um it's it's just a bigger map where, oh, I could use my sniper rifle um, or a longer rifle than a small map where it's all, you know. Uh, close close S- up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. S- SMGs, SMGs and yeah. knives. Or yeah. the shotgun. And one thing I will say, too, is you're not running into people just trying to 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 just do challenges like we would get frustrated because you're sitting there and all this person's doing is running around trying to knife you to death and you're like what the heck right exactly yeah Which that challenge is is fun or when i did it on the on vanguard but i could definitely see you know you put put yourself in the other person's shoes it's like oh yeah no i'd be mad especially on a small map you just run the center and just knife them all yeah but yeah yeah. (laughs) no i I, I could definitely see you know change changing up um you know fortnite because like you said on anything whether it's fortnite cod um any of those ones you're gonna play it when when oh excuse me when the new season or chapter comes out and then you kind of okay cool i played it all right and then you need a little change of pace whether it's something slower like i've been playing golf as well um or like a change of place like a you know going for Fortnite to call of duty or apex or you know something different yeah and we we used to bounce we used to bounce around um a lot like we would go to different games you know and i play golf as well especially on uh now that i make sure i have my steam deck you know we could probably play on there even more than we do now but you know, I do love the um, the be able to just chat with you know your buddies on Fortnite, and because it is you know less, how would you say it's less sweaty? Like you might yes. get sweaty, but it's nothing compared to what Call of Duty is at times. Right. Well, and the thing is, is with you dropping in, you could drop in somewhere that's really hot, or you could drop in somewhere that's kind of on the edge of the map and just chill. And sometimes you think you're going to drop into a chill spot and then everyone drops in there because there's uh, a, uh, a a mission or an objective to do there. Yeah. 
Exactly. And then so and then also I forgot to add on here. Um actually got a uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order because it was like five bucks. Yeah, they're getting uh, ready for the new game to come out. I, and then, yep, and then with that, the new game is coming out, which is basically an quote-unquote add-on to the, uh, I think, it's, is it Fallen Order? Yeah, the one that came out in 2019. Yeah, this is the mm. next, uh, the, this is the sequel. It's the uh, next, Gen- yeah, next next installment of yes. it. So, I mean, you can't pass it up for, actually, it was four bucks for the regular and then five bucks for the deluxe. So, Which I, I love I, Fallen I, Order. I Fallen Order, Order was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Fallen Order was nice a lot of fun. It's uh, it got a gold rating for the Steam Deck, so that means it plays well on the Steam Deck. Oh, hmm. so, yep, that's what I'm going to be doing. I should have gotten Fall. I should have gotten Fallen Order on Steam. <laughs> is uh, is that's what I'm going to do right now? Well, on Steam, it's not. It's normal pricing. You have to go through Epic to get the discounted pricing. Oh, because oh. I'm like that's that's what I was going to do. So now I gotta find. Yeah, I gotta do that. That'll be fun. Um, now we're moving to the amusement, uh, other amusement park pile. Before we go to the Disney stuff, um, the nighttime lights at Hogwarts Castle return to Universal Studios Hollywood soon. Um, I know they stopped them for whatever reason. I don't know. It is what it is. Um, uh, Super Mario Bros. movie photo op and overlay added to Universal Cinema at City Walk Hollywood. Um, I did see a funny thing where um, this dude was posting about how he was upset that he went to Universal Studios Hollywood for his kid's birthday. Because I paid for the VIP, all that stuff, but I can't get into Super Mario World because it's blind. He was complaining. People are like, <laughs> people are like, are like, you didn't read the fine print, man. What's wrong with you? And he goes, and then he commented on one of them. Well, is it the consequences of my own actions? <laughs> and I started laughing because, like, you know, he 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 played it up. Like, it was funny. So that was kind of cool. But um, I'm excited to see the overlay and everyone enjoying this Mario World. I might go in a couple years. We'll see. But um, And then lastly in the other uh, amusement park pile is the new Minion with Selfie Stick Popcorn Bucket arrives at Universal Studios Hollywood for $29. They feel, it feels like everyone's trying to hop on the Disney bandwagon with merch now. Right. Well, who? I mean, I know Disney was kind of known for like their, like their popcorn, um, but I, I'm wondering who started the. Was it Disney that started the popcorn buckets? Not necessarily popcorn. I know popcorn's been there for a long time, but as far as like the popcorn buckets, I think Disney. And it's I don't know. It's gotta be just, Disney. It's I'm gotta be Disney. It in general, it wouldn't surprise me if it is. And I know at least as far as the, not your generic like annual pass holder magic key popcorn bucket it's basically a bucket with the wrap on the outside of it no we're um, talking about like those the tie ones, fighters like, <laughs> the vader's helmet stuff like that right yeah exactly the figment ones all of these crazy ones on which ones that i mean popcorn buckets that don't even you wouldn't even put popcorn in you know they're just more of a and uh a collectible which is Fuck funny it. because a lot of the places you go to now, so like when I went and I got um, the wife's friend, I got her one of the 100th anniversary poison apple cups. And um, they don't you don't, they don't put nothing in it. They give you a cup and they're like, yeah, just put that in your bag. Because they know they don't want people running around trying to rinse out cups in bathrooms and then, you know, making things <laughs> dirty everywhere. 
Yep. No, exactly. And a lot of them, depending on how the shape of it is, is you would get in it. You would, yeah, you wouldn't get anything in it, or it would be very awkward to eat out of it. Yep. Um, on it. So what they do is they just fill up the normal cardboard container and they just kind of put it on top of it, you know, cause that's the opening for it. Um, and then that way, like you said, it's not, you know, you don't get the grease. I mean, not necessarily the grease, the butter or anything kernels, anything, um, in there. So. Yeah. So maybe I'm, I'll look it up this week and see what happens. Uh, but we're going to move on to the Disney pile itself. Um, and the first part of the pile is always the general pile. And um, saddest part we have is basically um, legendary Disney Imagineer Raleigh Crump has passed away at the age of 93. And um, the crazy thing that I saw was um, I guess he was like one of the last people that Walt worked with, like on a one-on-one level. Um, and there's the pictures of him with Walt. So it's, um, it's sad. He was, you know, one of the, I would say legendary Imagineers and he was actually an Imagineer before an Imagineer was a thing. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you most notably know him from the, what was it? The 10th, the, the 10th anniversary, um, special that they did when Walt was, you know, walking through the Imagineering, uh, I guess, studio right there and talking about Pirates of the Caribbean, these different things that he had. And Raleigh Crump was the one that was there and um, talking about he did the, um, I think on that one, what I remember him for is the, oh, uh, the thing of the four winds that was at the world's fair in front of small world. Oh yes, um, yes, yes, yes. He was, t- he was talking, talking about that. So, but yeah, you know, at 93, all of these guys aren't, I- I'm glad that they're lasting into their late eighties and early nineties, but you know, there's going to come a point where, Hey, this is the last one that, <clears throat> that actually worked with Walt. With I mean, Walt. Yep. <clears throat> you know, it's, and that me and and they were younger back then because a lot of them didn't go to college. They went to high school and they were, you know, kind of like draftsmen or engineers or, or self-taught. And they may have worked, yep. um, may have gone to like an art school or something like that, kind of like a trade school type deal for a couple of years and then became almost like an apprentice role. <clears throat> in uh or disney and then just work their way up through that so yeah and i think actually i read his i read his story and he was 19 he did something else and then he ended up they moved him to the what would be now called the engine the uh imagineers department right yeah exactly yeah so uh r.i.p to him another sad imagineer gone um, uh, glad that he, we were able to have him as long as we did. Um, next, we did get a new look at the life-size Tinkerbell for Disney Parks meet and greet. Um, it may still debut. What is that? <clears throat> oh, I don't know what. Uh, probably a copy and paste thing there. But um, on it, how, did you did you see it? No. Have you seen it? 
Okay, so it's the same technology as like they have with Ray. Oh on yes, yes, yes. That's right. That's right. It's in the lantern. <clears throat> yep, and, and they say it was, it's and yeah. they and they say it's life size. And now when they say life size, not like you know life size as in being an adult. Life size as in being a pixie, like life size Tinkerbell. <clears throat> for so for people that small, are, but are, life size yeah. for Tinkerbell. So for people that don't that have seen this about um two months ago. A lot of the people that are like influencers were uh, taken to this store or this it's like a, a workshop where basically they would stand in front of this this camera thingy and it would project them into another box. And basically it was like they were really there. Like you could not tell it wasn't a real person. It was like teleporting them to somewhere else. And that's basically what this is doing. Yeah. And it looks good. And they did a really good job on it. Yeah. Um we have the Disney 100, the, the 1930s Decades Collection featuring Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, the band concert, available March 20th. The band concert is the, the Tornado one, isn't it? Um, I think it is. Where Mickey's, where Mickey's playing the music and everyone's playing the instruments. Yes, like Mickey, yes. He's the maestro, yep. and it's just blowing yep. him around. Yep. I love that yep. one as a kid, man. I love that one as a kid. Yep. So they That's have, uh, cool. if you want it, they have a lounge fly, a mini lounge fly backpack with uh, Mickey as the conductor. Ooh. There um, you go. Yeah. Um, so in our Disney Resorts Abroad pile, Disney's new prototype robot made debut as Judy Hopps for Zootopia Land at Shanghai Disney Resort. We saw it where she is running around. The robot is, and it looks just like Judy Hopps. Um, right, and it's yeah. it, it's it literally climbed out of the box. It was yep. crazy, and then did a front flip on rollerblades and got back up on its own. Yep, that's and the then deal. The, and then the and then the uh, Imagineer put her on the shoulders. <laughs> so it's the same thing like we saw with the Spider-Man Stuntronic, where they're like, "Ooh, check this out," and they're like, "Oh, look at the poses he can do," and everyone's like. Uh, those look like Spider-Man poses, and yep. lo and behold, there you go. There he is. So, and yep. this one, I mean, it look, it had the ears and the face, just like Judy Hobbs. So. Yep, just it was all black. It was like a prototype-looking thing. So yeah. They, they, I think the only reason why they do that is because they don't want to put anything on it that'll damage it. So they just have it be like the base layer kind of thing. Not trying right, to hide right. it. They're trying to hide anything, but yeah. Yep. And it looks like a, a lot more they're doing with the 3D printing type deal, which makes sense because you could just, I mean, just put it in there and set it and forget it and then basically come back the next day or a couple hours later and you got this piece printed up um, where yep. you could be doing other things with it. And the other thing with this one, too, is it was a smaller um prototype robot and it didn't have any cords or anything on it because some stuff like oh man look at how you know life like this is and it's got a whole bunch of cords running back right. to a big old generator somewhere or air compressor or whatnot where this didn't which means that um you know the battery is on it and it's not that big it's not like she, you know is wearing a backpack and oh there's where the battery's at yeah exactly um Next, I'm excited for this. Hulk to oh. meet. It's a Hulk ahead. meet and greet guests at Avengers Campus in Disneyland Paris. Well, we know where the 
the Hulk meet and greet from Disney California Adventure went. Yeah. Well, and I think that they're kind of, I don't know, like they're trying to, you know, do more stuff there because they can. Well, yeah, and, I mean, you know, they said it was, you know, it was perfect. They, uh, you know, brought it out at D23 and then, hey, it's going to be at the parks, you know, this Thursday in five days or in a week from now. Oh, that's cool. But you better get down there because it's only going to be for a limited time, which it was. And then now you got Avengers Campus opening up in Disneyland Paris. So, boom, perfect. There you go. So now the overseas parks gets to uh, get to see it as well. Yep. Um, Bob Iger and Josh Tomorrow set to visit Disneyland Paris for anniversary of Walt Disney Studios proposed new theme uh, park land implications. I mentioned this earlier. Um, it they're they're basically going to lay out. I think I want to say the next whatever the next big idea is going to be. We don't know what that is going to be, but I have a feeling when we do get it, it's going to be more than epic. I have a feeling. Yeah, no, ex- exactly. And if both of them are going over, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. If you get both over there, that's you know it's it's serious. Um, Daniel De La Corte stepped down as Disneyland Paris COO. Christopher Murphy to assume duties. This happens all the time, especially when there is a change in power and um, people are kind of. Um, you know, they, I think a lot of them want to get out before things change too much for them, and they could probably get a job somewhere else, you know, so a lot, I think a lot of them just bail because of that. Right, exactly, yeah, it could be that, I mean, it could be, it could be anything, especially when you're a COO or you have a C in front of your name and it's, or a C in front of your title and it's three letters, you could pretty much, and for Disneyland, you could pretty much go anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, then we also have the first gender-neutral bathrooms have been introduced at test at uh, Disneyland Paris. I knew these were coming, not too surprised. And actually, I would prefer something like that just because it probably gives more options to people go to the bathroom. Because um, a lot of times the women, poor women, are sit there stuck and they can't, they don't have nowhere to go because the women's bathroom is always probably double, quadruple the line that uh, everyone else's is. So gender-neutral right. fits for me. Um, yep, hopefully hopefully it sticks, sticks around. Yeah. Um, this one was weird. So attention-seeking TikToker defaces Disneyland Paris with Ajax stickers that he put on. Um, they have So they have these posts. They look like what Disney World has for Toy Story Land, where it tells yep. you which way each land is, and it has like little arrows going each direction. And... This one, he was put him on there. What was weird was it said he was attention seeking, but yet after he did it, he deact, he blo- he put his TikTok to private. So I don't know what's going on with it. Maybe he regrets it for all the backlash he's getting. Um, a lot of people are getting called out for stuff like that. So you know, play stupid games, win super prizes, right? Right. No, exactly. And I mean, at the end of the day, he's still defacing property. Yeah. Yes, he is. And um, he did it with an Ajax sticker. At least it was something better. Yeah. Um, China finally reopening borders to foreign tourists starting March 15th. So congratulations. Today. There you go. Yep. Um, Walt Disney World pile. 
The first meeting of Central Florida Tourism Oversight Board includes suggestions of dissolving Lake Buena Vista. Chairman says there will be broader representation. So, um, yeah. No, it's, there you go. We'll, we'll, see, what, we'll see what comes it's about. It's the fan. We don't know if anything will happen, but you never know. Right. It's better to be prepared than it is to be shocked when something does happen. Right. And this, I mean, it could be a good thing. Who who knows? Only time will tell. Yeah, exactly. Um, Guardians of Galaxy Conflict Rewind to still require virtual queue alongside Tron Light Cycle Run. I have a very strong feeling the reason why they're doing this is because if you have Tron Light Cycle Run and you have all the stipulations behind it, what you can't do, what you can do, how long you're going to be able to write it. You know, you only write it once for the preview, I guess. People are going to want to just go on the ride. So the, making that also a virtual queue, I think is going to help you by getting you to be able to do more stuff. So some people will say, I'm not going to go because I can't, I can't wait in line for Guardians and then also go for the Tron. So let's have them both be virtual and see what happens. Right. And the funny thing is, is it, you know, Kind of why I put it on here is like you got Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway in Disneyland. It's virtual queue for the beginning, and now it's not. But like they say, excuse me, it doesn't mean on busier days that it may go to virtual queue. Um, <coughs> but as of right now, you don't need it. And of course, the Tron's still going to be it because it's technically not open. You can't go there and write it. I can't go there and write it. It's not open to the public until like next month. In, right. I think beginning of April. So I'm sure that one is going to <coughs> have the uh, the virtual queue for a while just because of the experience. And Guardians of the Galaxy is I haven't looked at wait times recently, but um, I know that one's still popular. Roller coaster moves. Yeah. Goes yeah. Frontwards and backwards. It's so. harder. It's harder to get. It's harder to get in there. Yeah, well, and then what they say for holidays, they're going to have the the holiday thing for it. So even if it slows down before then, well, on the holiday, it's going to pick right back up. Exactly. Um, Speaking of Tron Light Cycle, we got some, like, man, we got a bunch of stuff. So we have the Tron Light Cycle Run Team Green Post Show opens at Magic Kingdom, along with the Run and Energy Bites added to Magic Kingdom map on My Disney Experience. And we did get a first look at Tron Light Cycle Run merchandise collections coming to Magic Kingdom, including identity program action figure with your face. Dude, and that's all. And it's going to be eighty nine ninety nine. Yep, the program action figure with your face is it's pretty cool. And it looks bucks. like oh oh that sucks. I like the stitch. So the Light Cycle Run merchandise pop up shop it may take over the former Stitch's Great Escape at Magic Kingdom. That was a right. fun. That was a fun ride. Yeah, yeah, well, it's no long, no longer there. So at least putting something, something yeah. into it. And they did show Mickey and Minnie in the new Tron-inspired light-up costumes on Disney Parks TikTok, which is, was really cool seeing them in that. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, finale scene of "It's a Small World" left a disgusting state at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, they, they need to over at Magic Kingdom. Kind of, I mean, nothing against the cleaning crew or whatnot, but some of these. And I get it, you know, but for Small World, it's indoors. So maybe, and it could, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to speculate. But the nice thing is, is it seems like when there's public outcry, 
for something being disgusting or nasty. They they fix it within a couple weeks. They're they're on it, which is good. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Walt Disney World Genie Plus ties record high price again for spring break 2023. Way to go! There you go. At um, least they put at least there's a cap on it. But the thing that's going to stink is when it comes around to next year, are they going to raise that cap? Exactly. Which they're going to, you know, they're going to if you keep buying it. They will. Yeah. Um, we have the new Arribas brothers, Disney 100 mugs available at Walt Disney world for $29. I feel like the Disney 100 stuff is a lot more expensive. Um, cause I got the wife, the, uh, lounge fly 50th anniversary one for, um, uh, from Disney World, I got it for her in Disneyland because they had it there, and it looked it looked cute. It looked better right. than the Disney 100 one. That looks like stuff melting all over. It looks horrible, the Disney 100 one. Mm-hmm. But um, it was like thirty bucks cheaper, and I'm like, I don't understand how it could be that much cheaper. But okay. Right. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean faces extended downtime unexpectedly inside Magic Kingdom. Are we really surprised? Are uh, we? I just hope it's. You know, something that, um, you know, that they, they, they didn't think that was going to take as long as now is going to take longer and nothing, you know, and it wasn't like a, oh man type moment or something I mean, is worse than it, what it was. It could, it could be both at this point. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Right. And the thing is, it's a staple to that park. So they're going to take care of it. Yeah. Um, Tiana's Foods water tower to be installed at Tiana's Bio Adventure this summer at Magic Kingdom. They've already started changing the colors and painting different stuff on it, so I know they're going to go with a much different theme. Um, they did say I heard they're going to keep Briar Rabbit somewhere in the area, like you're going to have his name or he's going to be included in the area still, uh, but that's yet to to be seen. Um, Tomorrowland Light and Power Company renamed. Tomorrow, Tomorrowland Launch Depot signage installed. Um, they're they're evolving a lot of different areas just to you know what I mean. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like they, they want to make things more modern, more more modern, and probably go with what the whether it's a new theming or a new revamp of of it. Yeah, exactly. Out with, out with the old and with the new. Yes, sir. Um, Epcot is going to host a Disney 100 celebration, which is really cool. Um, we're not getting that in Disneyland, but I think Disneyland got everything first because Disney World still was celebrating the 50th anniversary. So, right. Well, and everything, the Disney 100 is based in Disneyland. Right. <clears throat> so you're going to get get that. And I'm sure there's even more stuff coming out, but it's nice that. Right. You know, Disney World is getting Epcot, a little aspect which, of it. Yeah. And Epcot usually hosts a lot of different celebrations just because of how it's set up yeah so it's natural to that it goes there um we got some meet and greets coming too so we got figment meet and greet is going to begin this summer at epcot which that sounds horrible to me i don't trust that one um yeah. and then we're going to have a moana and maribel meet and greet coming to walt disney world as well which maribel um when i saw her at disneyland when they did the when they had a bunch of the stuff going on there with maribel it was really awesome and I think Maribel is one of the characters I like the most for meet and greet and Moana because they're both not princesses. They're more of 
um, how would you call it? They're more of like a regular people. So they're like, they, they, a lot of girls identify with them a lot because they're just trying to make their way. They're not a princess or anything like that. Yeah. They're just a normal face character. Exactly. Um, guest finds a fish on Walt Disney World Skyliner gondola. There you go. All right. Speaking um, of Moana. Yeah. Um, guest goes viral for sneaking into park. This one was hilarious. Right. So the they were literally arguing. The kid looks like the kid's eight, and they tried to say the kid was three. It didn't work, and now they went viral on the internet for it. Right, which is good. That means that Disney just doesn't, oh, you say you're eight, oh, go in. That kid's like, that kid's got a mustache. He ain't, you know, eight, right. three um, yeah. on it. Because there was one earlier where it's like, hold on, wait. You know, they shoved the girl into the stroller and then put, put her in. They took her out and she looked like she was, you know, five or six. Yeah. So, um, but obviously this one didn't, didn't look it. And like I said, then they start arguing. It's like, okay, well. Guess what? You refuse the right service, uh, so you could turn around and leave. Yep, yep. This one is crazy. So this they, they both they both deal the same. So sparkling dreamers. Yeah. Um, they were un- unauthorized unauthorized Disney ear headbound creator, which th- that's not the reason why they got trespassed. They got trespassed from Walt Disney World amidst lawsuit. Um, uh, and they shared more on their Disney Park band following legal filings from oh, Walt Disney World Company. So the problem is, is these idiots tried to trademark Disney property. They tried to trademark a logo of theirs with Disney characters in it. You can't do that. Oh my gosh! Did you? That's what. So the problem, the reason why they Here's got, they sign. got, the reason why they got trespassed. Wasn't because they made ears. They tried to tell everyone it was because they were making ears. No, they sold a mask and a fanny pack that had the characters on it. They had the 50th anniversary logo on all this merchandise. They weren't just creating ears that were sparkly. Disney doesn't care. Disney doesn't yeah. care about that. Because nope. when you use their likeness and image, that's when they have problems. Yep. Yeah. So, when you profit off of it, guess what? They tried to play victim and no one's supporting them. So congratulations. No, exactly. And yeah. their, 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 well, let's say share their moment. It was like a minute long video on their TikTok or Instagram or something. I watched it. I'm like, oh, I want to see what they say. And then I guess allegedly, and I, and I don't know because I haven't seen anything about it. They said that they were selling on Main Street as well. Not like they, hey, they brought in a wagon and had a pop up shop. Now, I don't know. Now, does that mean that? Hey, somebody was there and oh, hey, I like that. And they had an extra one and they sold, you know, one pairs of ears there on the street and they did it in front of a store and somebody saw them. I, you know, and somebody in you know, a Disney person saw them, you know, I don't know. Or were they like, oh, hey, if you want some headbands, I'm going to have them meet me in front of this at this time in, in the park. I, I don't know. But well, like I, said, I think I, mean, that's, I, I <laughs> that's think the problem is. They were trespassed outside. They trespassed them outside. So I will say that the theory that they got trespassed because they were selling on Main Street doesn't add up. It's because of the lawsuit and why they got trespassed. The one thing I will say that Disney doesn't like is what they were doing was they were doing live videos in the park telling people to meet them there to get free ears, do whatever. And you can't promote yourself that way, especially since they tried to trademark an item that had Disney's 
property that, on it that had a trademark already on it. Yes. You're trying to trademark something that has something that's trademarked already in it. Yes, yes. So that's the whole reason why Congratulations, it's, Dreamers. It's trademarked. And they were and it's funny, they're like, well, and they um they trespassed us and basically they can't go to Disneyland or Disney or they can't go to Disney World, which I think is their home park, or Disneyland. Like we haven't even gone to Disneyland or uh, activated our pass yet. And uh, he's like, that that's weird. I can't believe they did that. It's like, oh, my God. If you had a pass to all the Disney parks, they trespass you from all of, all them, of them, whether you've gone there and activated your pass or not. The funny thing is, is look at the look at the legal jargon. It's pages long. Yeah, it's a there's lot. A, they have a lot a of things. So the big thing I think, too, is it's all they have to do is settle to stop selling the stuff. I went to their website. They still sell the stuff. With Disney stuff on it, so oh yeah, they're going to until the until, I mean it's they're innocent until proven guilty. Well, they also here's the thing: Disney didn't hit them with the cease and desist, and I think yep. the reason why Disney didn't hit them with the cease and desist is because they're they're setting them up. They're going to keep yeah. selling it, and they're going to catch them. So and then yeah, yeah. So but it's, we it's, also it's, it's luckily for us though, luckily for us, we have even more drama in Disneyland. So as we go into Disneyland, yeah. um. Right. There was a behind-the-scenes tech walkthrough of Disneyland's Wondrous Journeys Nighttime Spectacular, which basically is what they're gonna they're gonna have in case you know fireworks can't fully go off. They're also gonna have stuff projecting on the buildings, everything like that. And it it is I highly recommend watching it because it's, it's awesome. very you awesome to see stuff from the outside, a projector pop up that's hidden in plain sight, which we knew they were, um, but then the full control room for the whole show. It's pretty awesome. Which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Indiana Jones Adventure at Disneyland reopens March 17th. Hallelujah. Excited for that. Um, and just really quick on that, they had Adventureland Day. Um, there were people. Oh, no. I have it down there later. You have it down there. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, uh, you can now see how magic bands interact with Disney 100 decor at Disneyland Resort. Most of it is you do a motion in front of different medallions and they react. They have a sound and they light up kind of thing, which is pretty cool. Um Silver, Silver Cinderella's Coach Popcorn Bucket Rise in Disneyland for 100 Years of Wonder, $30. One of those ones you don't want to eat out of. Mm -hmm. This one I'm excited for. So if you've never been to Disneyland during Easter time, they have a character-inspired Easter egg hunt, and it's called the Egg Stravaganza. You get a little little flyer thing, and you have to find every single one of the eggs. And I believe you get a little souvenir. I think it's like an egg you get. Don't you get a set of it's, eggs or something like that? Yeah, you, uh, you get something you get small. Something. <clears throat> yeah, it's something small. And the thing is, is so you're paying for it. So basically, mm -hmm. you're paying for the souvenir. So you could do it and go through it and have a good time. Or you could because you get it at one spot, and I can't remember if you turn it in at the same spot or you turn it in at a different spot. Anyways, you could like buy it and turn it in and not do anything because you paid for it. You're gonna get the thing. It's right. Not like right. you don't do it. Oh, I paid this money. Oh, you didn't do it. Sorry, you're not you're not getting it. And it's nothing extra. Right. Um, but they have it, and there's three different ones, and they all are have separate costs associated for them. So you don't buy one and it entitles all three so obviously one at disney california adventure one at disneyland and one at downtown disney so because you they do all do three it. of them three separate costs and it's <laughs> it's pretty cool and they used to do it all together when the first year i saw when i went with and they did it it was all together so you had to go through all yeah. the parks and downtown disney and 
for those that don't know, so the eggs are bigger. They're probably big about palm size or hand size. So they're yeah. pretty big eggs, and you can see them. And you'll see Chip, you'll see Dale, you'll see Donald, Pluto, Goofy, Minnie, Mickey, Daisy. Um, and then I oh, I can't remember what – I think it was you got a set of eggs. I think it's what it actually was. But I'm excited it's back because that was one of my favorite things looking for. Even when I went and wasn't doing it, I'm like, oh, hey, there's the eggs. It's like, yay. Yep. Yep. So, no, exactly. Uh, and then what Tim was talking about earlier was the khaki crowds descend on Disneyland for Adventureland Day 2023. So everyone was in their best skipper outfit and uh, was having some fun for Adventureland Day. <laughs> yeah, skipper, Indiana Jones, anything. It was it was awesome. I was in the middle of a video watching before you came on and we started to record. I'm going to finish it when we get off. It would be something. It's almost like a Dapper Days or a Goth Day or a Bat yeah, Days. That's um, yeah. But this is just specifically for Adventureland, and they had like a little meet and greet outside the um, Jungle Cruise, Jungle Cruise ride. They would have done Indiana Jones, but obviously it's not open until um, two days from now as we record. Yep. And then um, they yeah. did a Tiki Room too, and there was enough of them. I think they pretty much. I think they filled up the whole Tiki Room um, on it. There's a decent amount of them. So it's pretty cool. See uh, the the videos on it. I'm watching one right now um, on it. And then the same thing for the Easter eggs. If you want to see what it's all about, just YouTube it. And you see a couple of vloggers that have done it as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, next, the, the next four are just, you know, one of them I have in, not inside information, but I know about it. That's just funny. But um, the first one is props that replace missing prop. Also now I'm missing from Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway at Q at Disneyland. So it's like, what the heck, man? Right. Well, and I guess on it, it said that um, because it was a salt shaker that got missing. And I guess the cast member, somebody said, oh, this kid has it or a kid had it. Now, whether that kid took it and I don't know what kid, quote unquote, what kid is, you know, age wise or whatnot. Um, but I guess the cast member got it back. So that was good. Um, and then they replaced it like with a, with an egg or a ball or something that was in that area. And then that mm -hmm. went missing. Um, and then the top of the nacho dispenser, the knob on the top, that went missing as well. So it's just like, and this is a brand new thing that's been open for a couple weeks. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and then right on that is props already damaged an engineer souvenir shop at Mickey's Toontown Disneyland. They're just, and that's been open for two days. Yeah. So kid, people don't take, don't watch their kids, don't stop them, and then you end up with all this crap. So, Right. It's, yeah. Now this one is... Um, so the live streamer was escorted out of Disneyland after breaking filming rules. Now, here's the thing. No, I'll, I'll give it to him. He knew he was in the wrong. Yes, he, knew he did. He admitted it. Yes. And it was kind of like a... Oh man, I completely forgot about that moment. So anyways, yeah, go so ahead. basically, what it was is is he had a uh, um, a gimbal, but it also had an extendable sting yeah, on it. Yeah. As long as you don't extend it, you're fine. As long as you don't extend it, you have no problems. Well, I guess a cast member asked him about it. He's like, "Oh, I'm not extending it. I'm keeping it like this." And he pulled it up to show him that he wasn't doing it, and that's what he got kicked out for. Was he extended the pole? And he knew it. He got escorted out. And he even said, you know, he told the guys, other guys escorting him out. He, everyone was trashing him for the way that he responded to the guy. 
the guy didn't didn't approach him in a cast memberly way. Now, mind you, I do know a lot of those people are on edge right now because they literally, um, yeah, you know what I mean. Like I don't know. Well, they, they and the the weird thing is, is I know when we went there or. Uh, Disney World for a honeymoon, it was right. I mean, they had signs everywhere because it was right like a month before is when they banned um, selfie sticks. And whether it telescoped or was a certain length, you couldn't bring it in. There are signs everywhere. A buddy of mine got me one for a wedding gift just to be funny. You know, ha, 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 here you go. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I, and I, um, well, I didn't bring it to the park because it wasn't allowed in, but they had a, big old a-frame sign there i took a picture with it you know ha 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 but i'm surprised because when we were there even if it was telescoping and you kept it down they still said nope can't bring it in because you could still extend it and we're not going to take your word for it so which leads me to believe have they kind of loosen the rules a little bit on that and let him bring it in or uh, did it I mean, not, it didn't, yeah, they might not have known because most yeah. gimbals don't have that. Most gimbals Either. do not have an extendable, <laughs> extendable holder. Right, exactly. But I mean, it's like anything; you could screw anything on the end of of the of the gimbal. And the other thing is, is I mean, I hate to say it, but sometimes you've been through security, and the person really goes through your bag, and the other one, he looks at the top and goes, "Okay, you're good." Um, and the guy could be holding it. He could be, you know, he could have had it in his back pocket and they would, wouldn't have known. Not to say that, you know, what if, if you want to sneak something in, you could sneak something in. Not to say that you should. Yeah. But, yeah. But like I said, on it, you know, he knew it. He, you know, fessed up to it. He's like, nope, I did it. It was my bad. Um, it wasn't like he made a big deal or anything about it. And he was literally filming himself walking out. Um, of it saying yep guys i messed up so good on good on him for doing it and not making a big old yep. deal about it yep he just left and took it like a, like a champ unlike this child in this next one um <laughs> disneyland guest drags child on leash across ground in star wars galaxy's edge and you can hear everyone going like what the heck is going on and the parent i mean it's not like okay when they say drag and you know it's like two inches or something like that. I mean, she is, it's like those videos that you see when the people go out and walk their cats and the cats lay there and they don't move and they're dragging it like across the lawn or something like that. Right. Yeah. No, she was, it was for like a couple feet. It did not, yeah. was not a good look. And, I know you like and now she lives forever on the internet. Forever and ever and ever. And it was not a good look by any means at all. She legitimately looked so bad. I mean, I like I saw it and I was like, wait a second. I go, wait, what? Like, that's how bad it looked. Like, she was just, it, it was like, and, and like you could hear people going, oh my gosh. Like, you could hear people were actually like, what's right. going on? Exactly. So, and it was in, I think it was in Batu, right? It was in Batu, it yes. It looked like, yeah. So obviously the force was not strong with her. She it was not. No, it was, yeah. Yes, it was. It was. It was a bad look for all. So, right. Yeah. Well, that is all we got for you tonight. I want to thank you all for listening. As per usual, it is greatly appreciated. So, 
for the FOMO cast. I'm Chris. And I'm Tim. And we will see you guys next time. <laughs>